Hi everyone, my name's Anisha and once again I'm joined by my colleague Lisa who's also hosting today's episode to talk to you about the impact the pandemic has had on some of our customer facing services. You're listening to the mini-series of On The Air, a podcast for Stonewater colleagues. It was challenging initially but it's, it's been a great success. I think in our area and supported, it's absolutely crucial to have face-to-face contact with residents. We can't go backwards, can we? And I think flexible working will be something that may be integrated a bit more into, into the role. Some of the projects that together we've delivered in the last few weeks would in ordinary circumstances have taken us months, if not years, to achieve. Hi everyone and welcome back. Last time we spoke to Sherry and Vicky about how the pandemic had impacted their role. In this episode, we're going to be talking to colleagues working in areas of the business that still have continued their much-needed work, but very differently. So today I'm joined by Joanne, Manon and Nicola. To begin, do you think each of you could explain what your role involves at Stonewater? Hi, yes, I'm Nicola. I'm a Lettings team leader. And I only joined the team uh, just at the end of March. So just as uh, lockdown took place. So it's all been quite a learning curve for myself. And I've been with Stonewater for three and a half years, previously working in the home ownership team. Hi. Yeah, I'm a retirement living team leader um, based in Hereford. I currently manage, line manage seven service delivery officers who work over five retirement living schemes in the county. And we also provide a floating service support to two schemes that transitioned over to general needs about 18 months ago. Hello, my name is Manon. I am a specialist domestic abuse coach at the LGBTQ plus safe space. My job basically is to support victims of domestic abuse, get back on their feet, build their confidence, help them in whatever goals they want to achieve and give them a second chance at life, a life that's free of abuse and a a happy life, hopefully. Thanks everyone for sharing that. Um, Joanne, I think I'll start with you. Our retirement living schemes have been a core focus, especially in terms of protecting the individuals living there because of their increased vulnerability with what's going on at the moment. Um, What changes have Stonewater made to protect these individuals and keep colleagues working in the schemes as safe as possible? Our preparation in leading up to the lockdown, we were able to revisit our service offer and um, give our residents a new service offer which was contact for for every resident every day. Um, Whilst on site, the service delivery officers were able to provide our residents with ongoing reassurance and advice, explaining the government guidance on social distancing and shielding. We were also able to establish early links with our COVID-19 local community support groups, which enabled us to get all that information out to residents before we went into the official lockdown time. On average, in Herefordshire, we're currently making about 200 calls a day to our retirement living residents. And some of those residents are receiving two calls a day due to their higher level of support. During the weeks that we've been on lockdown, we've been able to develop a good dialogue with our residents, checking on their well-being, their physical and mental health, 
We're able to signpost them to support groups. We were able to ensure that every resident stays safe and that they get what they need to remain safe. 200 calls a day seems like an unbelievable number um, to get through. So hats off to all of your team that are managing to do that. I honestly can't imagine how difficult it must be right now for the team. And it makes you think about how fortunate those of us are that can work safely from home on a daily basis right now. And similarly, Manon, work supporting our other vulnerable residents hasn't stopped. Are you able to tell us a bit more about what's been happening during the lockdown at your scheme? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, in, initially there was a ming and ring about how we were going to be able to do it because support is always dependent on the individual, um, their needs, how high their needs are, how low they are. We're very, very lucky. We've been able to support some of our residents remotely and still be able to do that successfully. Um, I'm currently going into the office three days a week just to be a presence in the office. Some of us have had to take over other schemes due to sort of other colleagues uh, shielding um, so I'm going into the office three days a week where I am able to support face to face obviously following government guidelines um, it's difficult especially when you're having to do it remotely uh, you can learn a lot based on sort of facial expressions body language that sort of thing so you do miss out on that when you do support remotely it's just a case of listening and making sure that you're catching everything so we're very very lucky not a lot has changed we're still able to support me myself and my colleagues are still able to support our residents and we're even still able to move them on uh, some of our residents have successfully you know built their confidence they're ready to move on and we're lucky to still be able to do that for them and that in turn of course means that we're still able to take people into refuge as well domestic abuse has grown massively during lockdowns so it's very very important that we're still able to do that it's so comforting to hear that you know we're able to keep you know this really key service up and running especially during this time I mean you picked up on it that We've heard so much in the news that domestic abuse has massively increased or more been brought to the surface um, mm -hmm. during the lockdown. For, for you know, your staff and your colleagues that work in these schemes, how have they found adapting to supporting in this new way? Difficult, I think. I mean, I, I can only speak for myself, I suppose. Um, it depends on how you adapt to, to these sorts of things. You know, people come into this job of, of supporting vulnerable people because that's exactly what they want to do. They want to help um, and they want to support. And it does feel as though you're not able to do your job to the fullest over the phone. Like I say, face-to-face -face contact's invaluable when it comes to our jobs. So, I mean, me personally, yes, I found it very difficult at the beginning difficult to know you know someone could say to you over the phone yeah yeah I'm fine whereas mm. if you were face to face you would be able to read facial expressions read body language so it's taken some time to adapt but I think if you know your residents which I'd like to think that I do then you pick up on things and you adapt you have to because you know we have no other choice the job goes on and there are still people that need to be supported so yeah we adapt. <laughs> I think you're exactly right. I think adapting is definitely um, the motto of the last sort of two, three months. Um, so at Stonewater, the work that we do is underpinned by our vision that everyone should have the opportunity to have a place that they can call home. Nicola, how has the outbreak impacted us supporting those people who are looking for a home? 
Luckily, we've been very, very lucky in that we've been able to continue business as usual in many aspects on, of our processes. We have continued to fill over just over 200 properties. So 200 homes have been allocated to families that would otherwise not have been able to move. We've continued to advertise the properties with local authorities and where those that have actually closed their advertising, we've been able to allocate through direct matches. That said, not everything has been business as usual. We've had to change a lot of the processes. Housing generally have had to change the way they conduct sign-ups. Um, these are done virtually. We have done uh, property inspections virtually with people sending in photographs before they vacate. We use key safes now, so there's no contact at all for contractors, tenants or staff. We now wait 72 hours, I think, um, before a contractor goes into a property so that there's no risk to the contractors if COVID has been present. And as a team, we've obviously all started working virtually from home and we've had to think outside of the box with that, which has been quite challenging with a new member of staff in training. Um, but, you know, we've overcome every obstacle and at times it's been quite fun setting up WebExes three ways with screen sharing and listening in on on uh, telephone calls for training that that's been quite quite useful so on the whole there's not been too much disruption to the team I'm actually really glad that you mentioned that you've got a new member of staff I was thinking about this the other day what it would be like to start a new job during this period of time and working virtually how do you think it's it's been for them it's actually it's been really really good it's Obviously, we had to hand over equipment and get that established first. But luckily, this was all right at the beginning of the lockdown. And the team embraced it so well. Everybody got on board with screen sharing. As I said, you know, at one point, I think we had a three-way call screen sharing. Um, so we couldn't actually hear the applicants' responses to the questions, but we could see them being typed into the application form. And, you know, Stacey, the, the new member of the team, she she's just picked up everything so well. And that is 100% down to the team embracing new ways of, of learning and, and sharing, you know, their, their skills. So it was challenging initially, but it's it's been a great success. That is so good to hear. And um, yes, special shout out to Stacey. Welcome Absolutely. to Stonewater. Yeah, I mean, she's she's not even met the team physically. So, it you know, it really is great. Across these three quite different areas at Stonewater, um, it'd be great to hear from all of you and to understand whether you think that there is a need to return back to normal or do you think that some of the changes made will be encouraged long term, even once the restrictions are lifted even more? Um, Joanne, maybe it's best to go to you first. I think for our residents, we've been able to show to them that using digital technology can help keep them um, keep their contact with the outside world. We've seen um, residents doing video calls for the first time to family and trying to make the best use of our um, new warden call systems. So I'm hoping we'll have a, a better intake for our um, digital programs that we run. With regards to our staff, 
Service delivery officers really need to be on scheme, but um, it's difficult. But I think there will be that more ex- more use of flexible working. And I think, you know, we, we can't go back. We can't go backwards, can we? And I think flexible working will be something that may be integrated a bit more into, into the role. Manon, do you have anything to add from your area? Yeah, I mean, I think... When you say go back to normal, you know, I think in our area and supported, it's absolutely crucial to have face-to-face contact with residents, Um, you know, working remotely and and phoning to do your support sessions won't work in the long run. However, I do think now that we have use of things like WebEx and Zoom and that sort of thing, it's certainly going to change the way we train, I think, because at the moment for training, you know, we either go into the office and have our training or we actually try quite far to get the training so I think that you know we could definitely make use of the new technology knowing that you know you can do training with professionals from the comfort of your own home so I definitely think that's something that we should utilize definitely. Nicola do you share that 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 same opinion? I do, yeah, very much echo um, what Joanne and Manon have said and agree with Joanne that, you know, you can't go backwards, you can only look forward. And I think as a team, we are very much now used to working from home. We do miss the odd sort of meeting up, I guess, and that would be nice to be able to do that occasionally, as I'm sure we're all feeling, um, you know, with friends and family as well. But some of the processes that we've changed definitely will continue to be used you know as the new norm as we like to say as an example we use DocuSign now for signing tenancy agreements and and all the documentation that goes with that and that was just something that was planned for later in the year and has been brought forward so you know that's not going to change that's going to continue and definitely is a good um, economic economic use of time. It's really nice to hear from all of you and to sort of hear how everyone's adapted and you know embrace these new ways of working during the lockdown and you know thank you for still delivering that amazing service to our customers you're listening to the mini series of on the air a podcast for stonewater colleagues i'm joined now by guy stenson as many of you will know guy is our director of housing operations We're interested to hear from him how Stonewater plans to continue ensuring the safety of our colleagues as we begin to remobilise the business. Hi Guy, thank you ever so much for joining us this morning. Hi, you're welcome. Before we just jump into the podcast, how are you? How have you found things the past couple of months? I'm good. I think like everybody, it's there's been kind of highs and lows over the last couple of months. It's it's felt relentless at times and certainly... Like everybody, I don't think I've, it's kind of felt like I've never worked harder, but it's been equally, it's been exciting in terms of just some of the things we've been able to do and the, some of the changes that we've been able to introduce in the way that we work. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Good. So can you start by telling us a little bit about what colleagues, so especially those who've been furloughed, can expect as we begin to return to our kind of new normal, if you like, can expect? Over the last eight weeks or so, we've we've made so many changes in in the way that we work, and most of those uh, have have been a sort of on a, a on a journey towards the direction that we were trying to achieve anyway. So, in some ways, I don't think what we're well, we're not going to be going back yeah. to what we were doing before. 
and certainly so i think people so those certainly colleagues who've been out of the business for a little while will come back in and see something probably quite different and there'll be areas that they don't necessarily recognize uh, but I, I think what we've we've got and what we'll be coming coming to develop even further as we go forward we're, we're much more joined up we're more flexible we're more person-centered in the way that we work so who's best available to work with somebody is, is who we we uh, kind of deployed to, to take on particular activities so we're hopefully we're being more sort of creative we're we're using the partnerships that we've got across the business and with our partners external partners to sort of give a better response a more um, kind of joined up response so so we've been able to do, introduce quite a lot of technology over the last few few weeks and we'll continue to see that coming through which is just making some of our work that bit easier or, or slicker um our, our it colleagues have been amazing at the some of the some of the tech that they've been able to deploy so quickly so for example we're in the next day or so we're going to be releasing um soft phones uh, across our housing management teams which will allow us to have a much smoother transition between colleagues and teams and from a customer perspective it will look like look seamless so it will enable where the customer contact service isn't immediately able to answer a customer's query they'll be able to pass them through seamlessly to a colleague a specialist colleague whether that's someone from our income team or one of our uh, TSOs who is better equipped uh, or has access to more information and more resources to try to resolve that issue in first instance so it's a offers us both a, an improved customer experience but also just some efficiency in the way that we we work yeah and i think we've absolutely demonstrated that as an organization um you know no one could have foresee or predicted the the current pandemic but just how stonewater has responded to that in terms of putting our customers at the heart and everything that we're able to provide for them being flexible and still being able to maintain that great service even though actually we do have restrictions you know we aren't allowed out the house at the moment we've had to adapt and use technology in a much wider capacity but also it's we're putting our colleagues at the heart as well and actually we are giving them that tech to be able to work from home we are improving our communication we've got the the launch of our place which will give our customers access to lots more information kind of at the touch of a fingertips and it is it is about improving that and continually evolving which which we have just done and it's it's really incredible and it's it's amazing to hear how we are supporting our customers because there are so many with so many different needs so it's it's really inspiring so some colleagues have asked me why on earth are we making these the scale of the change that we're, we're doing now and and i kind of understand that um, at the best of time change is is hard and it's certainly hard when we do it at the pace we've been doing it and it's even harder still when we're doing it at the pace we're doing it in the midst of lockdown but i think the reality that that's exactly why we're doing it so that we can be the the best possible organization for both our customers and our and our colleagues and the reality is we've got an amazing opportunity in the to, to try different ways of, of working without within a sort of more controlled environment so we've introduced um two new national approaches to the way that we deliver our core, kind of core housing management services and and we've been able to do that now because we've been able to build on and learn from some quite significant pilots that we had been doing across the country prior to lock, lockdown but 
But at the same time, we've been able to build on that. So taking that learning, but adapting it for the current environment. So we went live at the beginning of May with our live response and proactive outreach approach. And this isn't the model that we'll have going for kind of in the future in its purest form. But what it's allowing us to do is to show that we can work in a, in a very different way that is focused not on the geography, but is focused on getting that resource the best resource to the customer at any point in time. But at the same time, as we move on from in, over the course of this year, we know that what we've got to be able to do is to take the best of the model that we're using here and now when our colleagues can't uh, go out and about to one that both takes those benefits, but also enables us to continue to have an appropriate level of connection back into the communities that we are working in. And that, so that means that over the next couple of months, we'll continue to see our model evolving and adapting as we learn. So we adapt. We've we started off with live response at the start of May with quite a sort of purest version of the model that we were wanting to introduce. But we've already seen it adapt and grow and change as we've, for example, had to respond to increasing levels of antisocial behaviour. So we've been we've looked at how do we adapt to that in our, our model too. And as we go back into uh, see greater sort of freedom and movement within the community, we all need to adapt it again to think about, well, how do we sort of build on those natural networks that are in communities that, uh, that we've all seen thriving, and we, we're seeing particularly thriving around our retirement living communities. How do we tap into that energy and capacity in those communities in a different way to how we have in the past. Yeah. And so it's, it's so we talk about having a national approach that is designed to be as flexible and responsive as we can. But what we're not doing is totally turning our back onto those those kind of local connections. So we know, for example, when we're letting new homes that we've yes, we've been able to introduce a paperless sign up and we'll hope to see more and more of that move into a digital format. But it we know it's always going to be important to us to have that real face-to-face -face welcome to your new home. It, it might look different to the to the sign-up that we had six months ago. So it's, it's adapting to the new environment, but it's adapting based on those core principles that we've already got in our, our vision for what the future looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you mention about the the sign-ups and welcoming people into their new homes. As on a, another podcast, Vicky, uh, one of our tenancy services officers, was talking about having video sign-ups. Yes. And there was the two videos with them signing the contracts and kind of still having that face-to-face, -face, but in a very different way. Yeah. And actually, it's exploring the use of technology and looking at how we can do things differently, but to still providing that personal experience that, that we just seem to have done really well. Yeah, and that's worked, that's that's been that's shown that we can adapt as we go along. And we need to be able to take yeah. the best bits of that. But also I'm going to think even longer term that there's we're looking at all sorts of technology that will enhance that experience even further. But it will never negate the need for somebody to just pop in and say, hello, welcome to your new home. They might not need to turn up with a great big stack of papers for people to sign or they might not even need to be there at the point of handover to to give them the key. It may well be that we can come around later in the day or even the day after. So, but we don't. But we don't. We're not restricting ourselves to what that model looks like. We need to see it sort of evolve, depending on what our customers and our colleagues are telling us works and what doesn't. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, well, it all sounds fantastic. That's a lot of great work that's going on at the moment. And it's really encouraging to kind of hear about that and how we are supporting everybody at kind of these really challenging times. So I suppose thinking about our, our colleagues, kind of what do you foresee the changes being over the coming months that kind of directly impact us at Stonewater? Is there kind of anything that you can expect to to kind of happen? I mean, I think it is very much building on what we've just been talking about. It's seeing, for me, the biggest uh, change that I hope that we've kind of seen come through in the in the last few months, even before we moved into this period, but will, will increasingly become more and more important as we go forward, is that change is, is almost going to be a, is a constant in the way that we, we work, but what we're doing uh, hopefully is giving across a strong message is that it's this, is, this isn't about being done too we need co- our colleagues all colleagues a part of finding the kind of the, the way forward the people that we learn from who kind of share their experience of what works and what doesn't will help us to perfect what the future model looks like equally so one one person's experiences are often very different to, a, to another and we need to sort of capture the with that kind of diversity of experience and perception as we look to the future it's there's no idea is a bad idea no no one's experience is is to be sort of discarded uh, and what we it, we can't be moving to some sort of kind of one size fits all approach is that we're, we're not a we're not a factory trying to sort of just produce mass produce kind of loads of um product that all looks the same we're about trying to give a personal experience to our customers and to our colleagues uh, and that means that we've just said we need to ensure that everybody has the confidence to work within within certain boundaries but but able to adapt it to the circumstances so what's right for signing up uh, one customer to their new home isn't necessarily what's right for for the next and we, increasingly we're seeing that if we look at how our retirement living uh, schemes have Arrived over the last uh, eight weeks or so. Great example of that is that, in, in many ways, we've withdrawn our, our offer to customers, and therefore we've really changed the role from a colleague perspective. So our SDOs and our scheme managers, for example, are not most of the time they're they're working from from home, and that's quite challenging to them. That, that we've taken them out of the, the environment that they enjoy and they they thrive and they they work in. But natural fact. For many customers, we've got a much greater level of interaction and engagement. We're talking to most of our retirement living customers every day. Um, and that just in reality, that wouldn't have been what we were doing when we, when our colleagues were sat in, this, in the office in a scheme. They, would, they, they wouldn't be having that level of interaction. They wouldn't be picking up the signs from everybody and what we needed to, to do and, and, and adapt. So, yes, we're, expect, we're seeing... A different level of um, of, inter- of engagement interaction, but often it's more rewarding. So, talking to customers uh, in retirement living about what it is that they can contribute and what really matters to them, and how that they can build their their natural support networks, means that what we're actually doing is creating thriving communities that are less dependent on on us, but are more naturally connecting in with people around them that they're getting the support that's there we're connecting people with their neighbors and and we'll going forward see that continue to 
be built on and reaching out into the wider community too so, so it's, it's going to be totally changing the focus of our our work and what i suppose is really important to us is that we we don't lose that learning um that we've that we've gained just recently and that we don't just naturally slip back into the way it was before because that will just be a hugely wasted opportunity yeah. yeah no absolutely i completely agree with you guy so i suppose from from your point of view how do you feel about the the changes I'm largely excited about what we've been able to do. I'm really proud of, of just the sort of the way that everybody's come together and kind of stepped up to kind of work in different ways. I'm sure that probably everybody's had days where it's all just felt a bit too much and they, they kind of struggle with some of it. But that's normal. That's kind of that's okay. But what I think is really good is that we have we've shown to ourselves that we can adapt, we can be flexible, that we can do a lot of what we talked about. So some of the, the projects that together we've delivered in the last few weeks would in ordinary circumstances have taken us months, if not years to achieve. And I think we've, we've shown that by collaborating and coming together and really listening to what matters to people, we can introduce a, a kind of a new way of doing things that we, we don't have to get it perfect before we start something we can start small and gradually or relatively even quickly can build it up we can adapt and change as we go and I guess the other thing is this is, is to recognize that we don't have to control everything if we can support our customers to do what they want to do what they need to do with what's right for, for them and if we can support our colleagues to do the same then we're, we're really we're going to get the best result all all round so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think the future is looking really exciting. It's given us the, the almost the, the kind of the push to move towards the type of organisation that for quite a while we've been describing, um, and uh, yeah, we've, we've shown what we can do it, and that we'll continue to see that that development in the ne next few months. So I, I'm really excited about the year we've got ahead ahead as we kind of move, as we come to a greater greater opportunity to do some of what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds absolutely fantastic and yeah, really exciting times that that no doubt will be very rewarding for everybody involved to kind of look back and reflect to see what we've we've achieved as an organization. Yeah, absolutely. We hope today's episode has given each of you listening, you at home, a better insight to what's happening at Stonewater. But if you still have any questions, please do just get in touch with your line manager who will be able to give you any more information and chat with you about any specific concerns you might have. Thanks again for listening. Stay alert and stay safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of our mini-series of On The Air, a podcast for Stonewater colleagues. 